Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. And now, Three Witches and a Druid Podcast presents The Traveling Bard Hobbs. So once upon a time, there was a hunter-fisherman. One day he got into his kayak and he paddled away from his village looking for a new place to fish. And he paddled almost all day before he finally found a cove at the base of very tall cliffs. And so he went, he beached his kayak, he put up his tent, and he got out his fishing rod and he cast his bone hook into the sea and he pulled fish after fish after fish out of that water. And the sun was just starting to set in the distance when finally he cast his bone hook into the sea one final time. And the bone hook disappeared beneath the waves and it fell down through the water until finally it dragged along the seabed. And there it found a skeleton woman. And the skeleton woman spent many years at the bottom of that sea and she was rocked back and forth by the waves of the ocean. And that bone hook with its line got tangled up and tied her ribcage. And skeleton woman felt herself being pulled up from the seafloor, higher and higher through the waves until finally she breached the surface. And for the first time in many years, she felt the sun upon her bony face. And when she turned, all she saw was fear. But the fisherman picked up his fishing rod, he jammed it into the kayak, and he paddled for shore as fast as he could. And when he looked behind him, he could see a skeleton woman as she jumped from wave to wave, pursuing him. He made it to the shore, and he picked up his fishing rod, and he ran for the tent as fast as he could. And when he looked over his shoulder, he could see a skeleton woman as she jumped from rock to rock, pursuing him. He finally made it to his tent, and he dove inside, and he grabbed his fishing knife, and he waited. But nothing happened. And we looked outside of his tent. He could see skeleton woman lying there in the sand with the bone hook and the line all tangled up inside her ribcage, and finally he understood. Very carefully, he dragged that body into his tent, 
without breaking any of her bones, he undid the bone hook and the line from her rib cage, and he laid her out legs to legs, arms to arms, so she just looked like she was asleep. And he went over and to his nets and he got two fish and he cooked them on the fire. And every once in a while he'd look back at skeleton woman lying there and he thought how lonely for her to be at the bottom of the sea all those years and he promised himself he would give her a proper burial in the morning. He brought his fish inside the tent, he consumed one fish and he left a second fish for her by her head and then he went to sleep. But his dreams were not restful. For that night the fisherman dreamed of a village that made its home at the top of very tall cliffs. And life was good, the people were happy. But one day, the chief's only daughter was accused of a crime she did not commit. And the punishment for that crime was to be thrown from the tops of those very tall cliffs into the ocean below. And later it was revealed that she was not guilty of that crime. And her father died of a broken heart. And slowly that village just disappeared from the tops of those tall cliffs. And this dream was so sad that the fisherman's eyes filled with tears. And when Skeleton Woman saw those tears, she picked herself up. And with bones rattling, she made her way over to the fisherman, and she drank in his tears. And when she did, sinew appeared on her bones, knitting them together. And that's when she looked over and she saw the fish that he had left for her. And she consumed the fish, and when she did, muscle appeared on her bones, covered with the flesh, and then raven black hair sprouted out from her head falling down in waves around her shoulders and she came over to the fisherman and with one hand she reached deep inside his chest and she pulled out his beating heart and as she held it in her hand her own heart regrew inside her chest her lungs filled with air and she breathes for the first time in many years and she opened her eyes and what she saw was the fisherman and she put that heart back into his chest. And then she crawled into the bedroll with him. And it wasn't long before they were tangled together, arms to legs, legs to arms, as lovers often are. Skin to skin, breath to breath, heart to heart. If you ever go to the ocean and you look out onto the horizon, you might see two little dots bobbing there. And you'll know that that is Skeleton Woman and her hunter-fishermen making their lives together. Welcome back, everybody. And here we are once again, sitting around the table outside, enjoying the weather and enjoying talking face-to-face on Three Witches and a Druid. And this week, our topic is Maven. I'm Margo. And I'm Maeve. I'm Gwen. And I'm Brian. So this Mabon is essentially the Thanksgiving of pagan traditions. But as we were discussing sort of off the show, it's, I wouldn't say like it's a made-up festival. It's a festival that we celebrate. It's not a festival that has ties to ancient Celtic lore or anything. Well, it is the first day of fall. Yes, it it's is. It's the fall yes. equinox, and the day and night are of equal length. So it is a seasonal marker. Day and night are equal length. But there seems the to be this longer. slight obsession 
like online and in certain pagan communities of everything needs to be ancient and old and original and was carved in stone back in the day. That's we don't that's not know how. what was ancient no. and old and original. We can make educated guesses. Yeah. And I'm sure they did, even back, you know, 50,000 years ago, recognize that the nights were now going to get longer. Right. You know, so it was a, sort of a towards the end of harvest time. And with the exception of your pumpkins and your squashes and some carrots, everything was kind of and in. That's a key point, And you just brought up it is the beginning of pumpkin spice season. Pumpkin spice season. <laughs> <laughs> it's still margarita season. <laughs> right now, yes. Of ourselves. This, we're recording this early, but <laughs> Maybon is the beginning of pumpkin spice season, <laughs> which is very important to certain people. <laughs> I love pumpkin spice anything. Yeah. <laughs> we we just spent a lot of time at I think it's Bath and Body Works. Karen was going through all the pumpkin candles. There's eight million pumpkin <laughs> candles and not one of them smelled like a pumpkin. <laughs> I do not like that place. Do you know what? You want some proper pumpkin just get some pumpkin pie spice. Put it in a burner or on your yeah. stove with a little cinnamon. What, and what, are, those, good what are those candles? Are, is it Yankee candles? Oh, the old yeah. Yankee candles. Oh, I love Yankee candles. Which <laughs> smell delicious till you light them. I, li- I like them lit. You a lot like of them, them are good. I find I like the smell of them until they're lit, and then the artificial whatever's in it overwhelms me. Yeah. There was a good joke early on in COVID that a bunch of people were complaining that, that Yankee candles didn't have a smell anymore. And somebody said, like, if you can't smell a Yankee candle... You got the COVID. I can smell a Yankee candle like a mile away. Yeah, yeah that's just, right. They, they do smell great. Truth, I should amend that. They do smell nice when they're burning, but whatever's in them is environmentally unfriendly oh, yeah, to my no. lungs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's for Druids, it, we very much sort of treat it as the Thanksgiving of pagan holidays. Witches are much the same. It's yeah. kind of a Thanksgiving. Anything with involving food, I'm there. Yeah, just like every other holiday, we have a big feast. Yeah, well, that's great. Where two or more shall gather, there will be food. <laughs> Our modern pagan credo, right there. Well, <laughs> isn't there an episode of The Simpsons and Comer, and that this is true? If if you're feeding me, it's like Jesus a la Buddha, I love you all. Yeah. I'll go to anything if you're feeding me. It's just an excuse to make food and then eat it. It is true. I find Maven is a, uh, I guess because it's the food thing and the Thanksgiving-y sort of feel, I find it a very comforting holiday. You know, it's the comfort. I don't know. It's a comforting fall holiday. Fall is fabulous here. Again, yeah. fall is beautiful. It all depends where you are for that fall equinox. But we are very lucky here that while spring is just varying degrees of cold, wet rain, fall is fabulous here. And, yeah. and fall is brings out the best in everybody. Right. Everybody has that Yuletide spirit in the fall. Yeah. yeah. In Nova so Scotia. It, it, Autumn is, is the best season in Nova yeah. Scotia. There's no doubt of it. It's, no it's unfortunate because a lot of people like, I don't know, like California or Nevada, and where all the seasons are all the same. They're, they're, you can't tell that there's mm-hmm. changes. Here, it is a drastic change when fall hits. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. When those leaves start changing and they start falling, there's just that little hint of Christmas in the air and cold at night. Yeah, but it's like it's not too biting cold. Biting insects have abated. You're yeah. not dealing with the mosquitoes or the black flies or you start whatever to move else. in the sweater weather and yeah. like 
little hot chocolate sitting on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. no, that to me is that I am not a summer guy. I do not like the heat. Today was awful. Was the worst day of my life. August twelfth. <laughs> oh no, I hate days like today. It's you're just so moist and sweaty. It's awful. Yeah. Do you remember, Margot? One year you were doing the Maven celebration, and we took a walk. I think around the frog pond, and it was like thirty degrees that day. And you had prepared. <laughs> chili a vegetarian chili because we would have this to warm us so there was cider and it was hot. <laughs> do you remember that i don't remember I but i don't do. doubt it i do remember it's like what the heck is this it's 30 degrees <laughs> but that's 30 degrees celsius let's just yes yeah throw yes, that out there. Me. okay celsius. 30 degrees celsius which is like 80 I was going to say Inferno Fahrenheit. I don't know, but it's hot. (laughs) Now, with climate change and stuff, it has become warmer in September. But the leaves still change, and there is still the Christmas. It's beautiful. September is the best month in Uh, Good sleeping weather. I love October. It is my favorite time of the year. Love October. It's wonderful. The leaves are really... The leaves really start to change in October. Yeah. I will admit, Nova Scotia has beautiful autumn. What, what is that thing in the states where, like, the city folk start to travel up through Maine and stuff just to see the trees change? We kind of have the same thing—the Celtic colors up in Cape Breton. People yeah. just go to Cape Breton to drive around with trees. Well, when yeah. I worked downtown as well, we always had a schedule of when the cruise ships came in through June, July, August. It was fairly steady, but September, October tripled with cruise ships because people would come up to go look at the leaves and go on bus tours through Cape Breton and always a big draw for folks coming up that time of year for sure. Now I was in Newfoundland for Thanksgiving one year and they do not have that red thing there where I was on the west coast they have a lot of yellow and gold and a bit of orange but there's something about we've got a lot of those red those sugar maples yeah and they turn just it all depends what your latitude is so when Dave and I lived in the north again yellows bronzes the leaves you know poplars aspens those sorts of things dark dark green of the black spruce that they're and it was striking but I had grown up in southern Ontario sugar maples bright bright reds and bright oranges and I remember when my youngest son moved here, he's like, I hate, I hate the fall here. And I don't know if he still feels that way. And I'm like, why? And he says, the trees are disturbing. And I remember <laughs> talking to Lori, uh, a friend of ours, Lori, and she was from Newfoundland. And she said, I know what he's talking about. I agree with him. Fall colors are yellow and bronze and those sorts of things. And mm. she said, these bright reds and oranges. But to me, it was my childhood so yeah and the colors are spectacular there is a word for going up through new england and i can't yeah i can't see what it's called i remember from a cartoon when i was a kid but put that in our facebook page list yeah yeah (laughs) someone can remember what that's called take us to school we'd like to either that or you're going to think of it at three o'clock this morning so then you can put it in facebook (laughs) page but yeah like we do it here we we have the celtic colors up in cape breton yeah they have all the celtic Mm -hmm. festivals and stuff Mm -hmm. like that yeah that was a wide distraction to say that part of the reason why we enjoy Maven is the weather is fabulous. It comes with a lot of food coming out of the gardens. Yeah, and, and there is that lot of community experience of, of that time of year. A lot of things are community-based, so it makes a lot of sense that it's important in this, in this area. It is also, I think, the last hurrah for being outside in mm-hmm. any kind of comfort. Because come Samhain at the end of October, it can be cold here. Oh, yeah. 
how many of you wore your winter coats under a co- you know under a <laughs> costume at Halloween? Well, last try going trick or treating in Winnipeg. <laughs> well, Winter pig. Winter pig. Last year when we they did Samhain in the Commons, they yeah. did it over two nights due to COVID. And I think both nights were miserable. It was minus ten degrees. It was snowing There's and windy. Three but it was layers, dedicated right? people out there doing yeah. it. And that really? Was, awesome. was it that cold then? Yeah, it was it. it was gross. Yeah. I remember because I didn't go because it was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Because we always say if you don't go due to the weather, it separates the pagans from the posers. Agreed, right? but this, this was next level. Listen, I was there calling a, a direction there. In the I, I lie. I, I probably wasn't there because I think the Grove was doing our yeah. side. You know, the truth of the matter is, I think as we get older, yes, we're less exactly. I ain't doing that, man. <laughs> I'm just going to stay home and I can do something at home. I can it, do with something some inside that's just as meaningful. That's right. Yeah. I can get together with some friends indoors. I don't know if I have that much gumption. Well, anymore. it's funny. This, this summer, we were looking at like pop-up trailers and Karen's like, are we less pagan if we don't have a tent? And I'm like, no, we're just getting older. Yeah, that's right. Like, we, we moved from the air mattress to cots and now the next evolution. Weren't you recently talking about tricked up vans? (laughs) That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I'm still in my little bitty tent. It's it's harder and harder to get up off your knees. (laughs) But no, Maven, I like Maven. It's now that we're talking about it, it's because autumn is so wonderful here. And leaves start to change in October. They don't really change much in September. But you know it's coming, yeah. and it, autumn is such a wonderful, wonderful season here in Nova Scotia. I'm and I think that's why I have that real comforting, wonderful, get that pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm finally starting to work through my issues with fall and Mabin and autumn because, again, growing up in Winnipeg, once the equinox hit, it was vicious cold and i had a pagan friendly if not pagan psychiatrist one time who actually came right out called me right out and said it is not autumn's fault that winter comes next you are not allowed to hate autumn just because you know it means winter's coming and i'm like I've done that my whole life, and I think I need to let that go. (laughs) (laughs) But, you you know, I'm surprised winter, I mean, yes, it's dark, much darker. Right. But you're someone who's almost never cold, though, Margo. I'm surprised winter. It's not the cold. It's not the cold. It's the dark. It's the dark. It's the not being able to walk or drive. Not that I can walk anywhere right now, anyways, with my whole messed up knee situation. But... It's the not being mobile. I think that's part of it. A huge part of my identity is my independence and my ability to just go wherever I want, whenever I want, and come winter, come the dark. Maybe it's because, I mean, winters in Nova Scotia have been cold, and they've been, except for the winter of 2015, and 2014 wasn't great either, but... We've been the last 10, 15 years. It's not as snowy as it used to be when no, we were kids. No. It's not nearly as snowy, but our winters, though cold, we were outside all winter as kids. Yeah. You guys probably, it was like minus 45 and you couldn't be outside all winter. It was dangerous in yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah, I had a again, totally unrelated story. 
I had a a, a two-seater Fiat convertible I drove in the summertime, and then a 64 Dodge Polara I drove in the winter, my winter beater. You could plow the road with that. I pretty much could. (laughs) And I lived downtown and had no place to plug it in. That was the other thing. I was shocked when I first moved here. Dave and I as well. We we saw multiple apartment buildings, and we're like, we can't live here. There's no place to plug your car in. (laughs) You don't have to. But... And uh, this apartment I had, I couldn't plug my car in. As long as it didn't drop below minus 40, that car would start in the morning. Awesome. But there was, there was always like three or four days a year that I knew I was going to have to take the bus to work because that my car just was not going to start. So, yeah, yeah it's it's the, the 25 layers of clothes and it just, I don't know. But yes, I am working through my, I'm not allowed to hate fall. In more traditional senses, it would be because if you look at the wheel of the year and where the sun is, it's like when I describe it to people, it's, you know, the God, the sun God is in a senior citizen years. Mm-hmm. So it's almost to me when I when I first many, many years ago was, you know, figuring out the wheel of the year. It's like that whole the sun is calmer somehow. You know, it's not that furious sexual height at May Day and your full strength and, you know, arrogance at, at uh, summer yeah. solstice. I find Maven is is calm, but really something about it to me. I guess I've got it ingrained in my head, that whole senior citizen idea. And they're yeah. calm and it's wise. So and you're getting un- ready for winter. Unlike and- the spring equinox where we have roughly the same amount of balance of light and dark. And that's what everybody talks about. It's not exact, but it's roughly true. How would you use that magically, that fall equinox solar energy i think it starts to be before you get into the you know to our day of the dead with Samhain. it is a bit introspective Mm -hmm. it's like looking at what has gone on and what has happened you're coming more towards the end of your year you know what i mean yeah it's kind of thinking about well this has happened and this has happened it also makes you think heck I didn't do that in the summer when I was supposed to a bit. A retrospective. Yes, a retrospective. I find it is the beginning of magically, what have I learned? Mm -hmm. What do I want to keep? What do I want to let go of? And what do I suppose want to delve even more deeply into to eliminate? Maybe it's Samhain. A Samhain to me is a, a real cut ties. Mabin is more introspective. Mm-hmm. Where it's the you know the end and then the beginning, right. and Samhain and the dead and all of that. Where Maven is, well, let's just you know reflect on things to me for me. And of course, there's all kinds of great food and fall. I find it I fall very relaxing. Winter, it's like oh my gosh, it's so cold. You know everything's snow and is the driveway shoveled. And spring is just wet and cold and miserable. We don't really have no spring. Here. No, it's just it, the it, rainy it, it's late. Winter and then one day it's summer here. Yeah, and summer like it can be hot and I mean it's great, but because I think it's just fall's my favorite season. So I find that's a time where you just I get, you get very I get very introspective. No, that's I a really think. good way to look at. it. I don't think I've very thought of it in, that way. Introspective, it is. It's kind of like clean up your garden, um, get all the last of oh gosh, pull those last carrots out, get all the fertilizer down, get ready for winter. It's that introspective. It's like you're hunkering down. You're yeah, you're preparing. Ready. You're preparing because by November it can be snowing. Yeah. Or 
in typical Nova Scotia November fashion, it's raining and blowing half a hurricane. I was going to say yeah, hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here, here in September, it's hurricane season. Well, yeah, September, October, but in November, it can just blow and yeah. blow and blow and rain. Believe it or not, my least favorite months are November and April. No, I get that. I November can just be It's a great poem by Thomas Good and I won't be able to say it exactly. It's fairly short and it's like no sun, no cheer, no this, no that, November. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. It's I true. don't get it. Um it's uh, true, because once December comes, it's Yule season and maybe it's gonna snow and on and on, but November's just dreary. Uh, anyway, but no, I do I do like Maven. Maven is just introspective and getting ready and have you got everything down and oh gosh, maybe you gotta get that put away and this put away and And it's sort of a preparation I'm thinking ahead if we're looking festival wise, this could be our your busy season actively because Samhain, there's lots of things you mentioned, you know, cutting things off and that sort of thing. In medieval times that was the settling of debts and stuff mm -hmm. at that time mm -hmm. period. And we're also thinking, you know, and all the other things that go with Samhain. And then we have Yule. And it, I mean, it's supported by Christmas and other festivals by the greater culture mm -hmm. and stuff. So mm -hmm. that's also a busy time for everybody. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then through January, February, March, you just hunker down and you accept. hunker down and, yes, and, and recover from those the, that yep. stretch of you hunker down uh, craziness yeah and, and april i find is it should be nice and it's not i find april the most frustrating month because it should be nice and it should be starting to be warmer in spring but it can still suck i, I can't <laughs> think of anything that's ever happened in november or april that i've been like yeah it was a good time now i say that but my wife's <laughs> birthday is in november so i can't i shouldn't, I shouldn't say that too loudly <laughs> but her her birthday is really early november and we always had like a halloween party for her birthday. yes so yeah i yeah. always associate that more of an october thing but her mm -hmm. actual birthday is yeah. in november no it uh i just november is just so truthfully september it gets a little cooler it can still be really warm in the day and the you know in the 20s meaning 20 celsius yeah or on that crazy day, it might be 30 yeah. <laughs> or something. Well, I remember one year, my kids going to school, it was the hottest day of the year. It was yeah. like 40 degrees or Ooh. 41 degrees Celsius on the first day of her school. And if it wouldn't have been the first day of school, she would have stayed home. Because it can get hot, but then at night, oh, look, it's yeah, yeah. 10. This so is like, beautiful. yeah, today today it was, um, it felt like 30 plus. But right now, it's it's 9 o'clock at night. It, it's beautiful out here. It's reasonable. Yeah. It is reasonable. It's just moist. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a very <laughs> muggy day. It's for our complexion. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. That. It's true. Us, those of us who live by the ocean where it can be foggy and it's not dry, our complexions are better than yeah. if you live, you know, somewhere where if it's you, If really you happily dry. live in Santa Fe and have all the beautiful weather year-round that you do, we have better complexions. We have to focus on. We have to focus on positives. Yes, we have to focus on the oh, the, the positive as opposed to oh, look, the Labrador current's going to over overtake the Florida current. Now it's just going to suck. So to get back to what we had discussed, Gwen had mentioned it, and if you want to finish up what you were oh, saying, yes, and that's something that Brian's mentioned as well. The relatively newness of, of sort of celebrations, not that the fall equinox wasn't marked. We know it was marked by, you know, people in the 
South America, Central America area, and everywhere. You know, anything that, that exists, we've seen stone circles, or when you look at astrobiology and stuff, you can see that there's been markings of the fall equinox, but we don't know how. When they finally arrived on eight Sabbaths, the Wiccans, there were three that didn't have names, and American author, among other things, Aidan Kelly, was was the one that coined the term Maven. And he, and, and often year round, I would say, I'm sorry, annually, the sangria is getting to me. <laughs> We're recording this the same time as we recorded the previous episode. Yeah. Now That's we right. finished the sangria. And now we finished the sangria and I am not quite so erudite. So he, there were three that actually didn't have names and didn't have, well, Ostara would be an easy, an easy pull. But anyway, he was the one who coined the names for Letha, Maven, and Ostara, mm-hmm. and they were picked up by, is it the Green Egg? I'm trying to remember, I remember that remember the Green Egg, yes. I think it was picked up by yeah. the Green Egg and used as names for those particular festivals, those particular Sabbaths, and then it just spread from there. So they're new names for oh. times of years that were marked, but we're not entirely sure how. Like I say, annually, people... Who, you know, will write and complain about why is it named this? It has nothing to do with this Welsh uh, character, perhaps mythologized real person, who knows. But he has very good reasons for why he chose the names he did for these Sabbaths. And if you go to pathios.com and look up Aidan Kelly, he's well, got we a can whole, link the yeah, he's got a whole article on, on why he chose those names and describes his reasoning. And it works like Sometimes people get hung up on very silly things, I think. Yeah. And exp- instead of exploring, how can I derive meaning from this festival or this time of year or this mythological character? How can I how can I find something in this story? Right. Well, there's often a misconception that paganism is not this ancient lore-based religion. It's it's a new movement, it's a new idea, it's a new concept that we're t- attempting Recreationism is the right word, but like we're we're basing a lot of yeah incorporate mm-hmm. a lot of the older teachings, but a lot of the ideas and concepts are, are new. Yeah, and, yeah. And as we to move be... through the years, we've realized what works and what doesn't work, and mm-hmm. that's okay. And well, yeah, the solstices and the equinoxes were always you know acknowledged and everything, but what we do now with it all may not have happened that exactly. But we do a lot of things that would not be recognizable. A thousand or five thousand years ago, and that's okay too. So we yeah. need we're, to, we're we need we're to make we need to make it work for us mm-hmm. here and today. So you can read a lot, and you can see things in in popular culture and social media and stuff. Derive meaning from all these posts and all this information. There's no right answer no. in the sense of this is the most true because it's the oldest. What what you're looking for is something. Does it work? Is it effective? Does mm-hmm. it make change? Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel something? Does it make you feel something? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I find for myself a lot of the time, it's okay. I also look at what am I going to for Maven? What am I going to try to bring from the light half of the year, kind of like the light quarter of the mm-hmm. year, to sustain me through the dark. Very, very much like that. Maven is one of those things, you know, when you're you're sort of, you know, figuring out what went on and this and that and, you, you know, getting rid of certain things. But for me also, 
it is what am I going to do at this time of balance, the light and the dark equal. After like Astara, the spring equinox, you don't need a lot of help because it's getting lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. Right. You need that emotional, mental help through the dark. What am I going to bring? What will help me bring balance? And I've actually, on the witching hour, talked about stones and crystals and, and herbs and things. And, and experiences and things. What have I learned in the past however long, ever time, that is going to help sustain me through the dark time of the year? Because a lot of people do get depressed or fall into yeah. despair. I never was bothered by winter myself. I, I get annoyed at having to put on boots and the endless slush. Yeah. But I'm a January baby. And they ought that, that there's this theory that people born in the winter are not as affected by winter. Right. No, I could see that. I because don't have your a your birthday is there and it's great and on and on and but you know people who are maybe born in the summer warmer months they're more affected by winter. It's just one of these theories, but to me it's that what am I going to bring to balance me out through the dark times, the darker months? Right. So that's how do you find balance in the middle of January when it's dark and it's freezing? Yeah. At least in December, you have that Yule, Christmas, fun. family thing looking forward to. But when it hits January, ugh, A lot of people have a hard time yeah. with February. And for me, though, again, it was the wheel of the year, knowing the sun is getting stronger. Right. Knowing yes. that after Yule, the days are getting longer. And, and you, don't, yeah, yeah. You, you don't think about it, because at Imbolc, the sun's just as bright as, as it is in November, kind of yeah. idea. People don't think about that, because it's so damn cold. Right. But yes, it's what the balance for me that is, is the time. I don't think of that balance so much at a star because the light is coming and the warm is coming. But it may have been, it's like, what am I going to use to keep balanced and keep that up through the cold and the dark? Right. That's for me. All right, then. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We would like to mention our Patreon. What did you call it there? Uh, Cauldron Cal- Club. Cauldron Club. That's it. The call. I'd like to mention our Patreon people, and they are. I want to thank Lore, Kay, Linda, and Jennifer for your support. We greatly appreciate it. If you have a spare coin, feel free to uh, toss it our way. Our funds go towards our lovely editor, Krista. So any support so can, is greatly appreciated. That's right. So we can buy her coffee. Yeah, buy her one coffee. <laughs> So there we go. Well, look, thank you very much, everyone. And certainly you can contact us through our Facebook page, Three Witches and a Druid. And we're always open to questions, comments, suggestions. We are going to be looking for suggestions for shows. And certainly, you know, give us the thumbs up or the five stars, whatever it may be. Also, coming up in September on Friday evenings, I'm going to be going back on live on the Witching Hour Sun and Sea. And it's on Friday evenings at 7 o'clock Atlantic Time, which would be 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for those of you who live elsewhere. And one week, it is the Witching Hour Earth and Sky. And the other week, of the alternate week, it is the Witching Hour Sun and Sea. And you can listen to that on ckdu.ca. So I'll be looking forward to uh, to being talking with you then. So until next time, everybody, merry meet. Merry parts. And merry meet again. Blessed, Blessed be. be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.